The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. The show tonight features our esteemed Republican colleague, Sue Timberlake. <gasps> Thought you'd like top billing. <laughs> and uh, our harried uh, uh, centrist uh, producer, John Roberts. What? <laughs> and me, our egomaniacal leftist, right. Michael Dow. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you say I was a centrist? Well... I don't know. Independent, anyways? Independent, yes. Okay. Who's <laughs> John Radamus? John Radamus. He is our. I, I apologize. I, I forgot your, uh, your true status. So, uh, yes. Uh, we uh, love to hear from our listeners, and I'm just going to mention how you can get in touch with us before we get into talking about uh, was it critical race theory you guys uh, decided on? That's what that's what Number Sue one. wanted to learn about. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, it's. I, I I slid in here at the last minute because I was uh, uh, ran into bad traffic coming back from Boston. So uh, yes. Anyway, you can email us civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org at civilpoliticsfm if you want to send us Twitter things and facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio is our community there. Uh, incidentally, for those of you following us on Twitter and Facebook, during the show, when Genre posts links to things we talk about or corrections or rebuttals or whatever, uh, he uses the hashtag civil references to make it easier for you to follow them and link to them. Uh, finally, we do have our own website, which is quite simply civilpoliticsradio.com, and that has recordings of episodes at the show and supplemental episodes and all kinds of good stuff like that. So, uh, Yeah. So, uh, critical race theory, uh, Sue, you're Republican, so you have to hate it or something? I think that's like a, like a new party platform or something. Uh, I hadn't seen that, but I did yeah, ask yeah, yeah. Gen- genre before you got here, and I was also late because yeah, yeah, well, I worked I- late. Um, but I asked genre to explain to me, because, you know, I'm a Republican and I'm not blonde, but, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I've got that covered. <laughs> So yeah, no, I, I I get it. It's it's the latest uh, thing that's going to wreck everything in America, uh, and and is the nexus for hating America, according to everybody on Fox News, as far as I can oh, tell. Oh, see, and I just figured that John would have to talk really slow that so that I could, uh, as a Republican, could understand what the issues were. Right. So, <laughs> no, uh, unlike uh, unlike a lot of Republicans, I actually respect other people uh, and, and their <laughs> intelligence. Okay. So. Good. Uh, <laughs> Critical race theory, as as in the on Britannica dot com, is that good good for you, Sue? It's like, oh, that's so old school. Yeah, okay. right. lay it on us, John. Because uh, I know that you have issues with Wikipedia. I do because sometimes so, it, they just make it up. But. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, critical race theory or CRT, intellect an intellectual movement and loosely organized framework of legal analysis based on the premise that race is not a natural, biologically grounded feature of physicality or physicality distinct or sorry of physically distinct subgroups of human beings, but a socially constructed and culturally invented category that is used to oppress and exploit people of color. It's true. 
Critical race theorists hold that the law and legal institutions in the United States are inherently racist insofar as they function to create and maintain social, economic, and political inequalities between uh, whites and non-whites, especially African Americans. So this is this is just grounded in the thing I've observed, or or really expresses uh, very well, I think. Sort of the the an insider idea I've shared a lot of times on the show, which is quite simply, uh, racism is a real problem, and the reason it's a real problem is because it's based on race, and race is a lie. So race racism is real, but race isn't. And yeah, sure. And understanding the United States and its history means you have to understand how racism is real, and how it tries to make the lie of, uh, tries to enact the lie of race uh in in the in everybody's life and uh the most obvious example of that of course is enslaving people because they're you know not white they're black you know terms that are entirely arbitrary and made up so yeah kind of yeah yeah it's kind of it's kind of it. it's uh it's, i mean it, there's more but <laughs> yeah it, it's it's really the thing about critical race theory and using that as a buzzword this is something and one of the issues that we run into as as people that are trying to forward these ideals and not specifically like law or 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 forcing it on people the thing that the thing that we run into is when someone says oh, i hate critical race theory it makes you hate white people it um people on the left usually uh we are more I don't want to say more cerebral, but we get stuck there in uh, explaining and defining and making and and trying to make the point through uh, objective fact, right? So sort of like uh, people in my party raise it as a red herring and then yes. you have trouble. Folks yeah. have trouble, not you in particular, no, folks, folks on the left have trouble defending it because it's sort of like we go right we go right there. Yeah. If someone, if someone walks up to me and says critical race theory, um, I've heard about this, this makes, this is terrible. I don't want my children learning it. I don't want this. And I don't want that. And I, and I say, what do you think it is? And they say, Oh, it's uh, it's, it, it teaches that America isn't great and that it's, and that white people are horrible. And, uh, and then my immediate response would be saying no that's not what it is here's what it is and that doesn't work because people sorry. already believe what there, they believe about exactly it or something. there is a there is a um phenomena in in just human psychology where if you if someone holds a strong belief and you attack that belief they dig in because they get de we all get defensive so if someone says x and i say no x x doesn't equal six x x equals seven and i just say that as just fact here are some links read up on it then the person's gonna say no i already know what it is things like that and so that's why we we need to be careful not to be it, it's good to define things but we need to be careful not to go down the rabbit hole yeah and over explain things because there are there are ways to connect with people and try to change their mind without fact well i think it part of it is that 
we use the same kind of words to describe different human activities. So it's like, oh, yes, debate me. Let's have a discussion. Let's have an argument. And it's one thing where it's like, hmm, what do you think is, you know, which uh, uh, Star Trek captain is the best one? We have a discussion about that. I mean, the answer is obviously, you know, Benjamin Sisko. But, you, you know, uh, you know, other I was about answers. To end this show right now. <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, you know, you don't look at the people who say, "Well, it's clearly Jean Luc Picard or Catherine Janeway," and go, "Well, they're insane. They couldn't possibly be right." It's like, you know, whatever. <coughs> tech, but, tech derangement syndrome. Right. So, um, but we have we can have a discussion about that, and I can say, like, yes, but have you considered how great he was in this episode here? And you go, "Well, what about that episode there? And what about this problem with the writing or whatever?" You know, we have a discussion where we each may come in with ideas, but I'm listening to what you have to say, and I'm considering it. And I'm open to the idea of like, well, I'll change, I might change what I think about it. Because in the end, you know, how much, uh, you know, what really matters, what what's really lost if I, you know, listen to somebody for an hour, talk with somebody for an hour, and then decide, okay, fine, all right, it's, it's, it's James T. Kirk, fine, he's the best, whatever, you know, like, it's not a big deal. Or I'm I'm not convinced, but I hear I hear yeah. your points, and okay, that's yeah. I could see how if you valued that more, they'd be more valuable to you. Some of it happens, I think, right now because people it's a threat to them somehow, well, and, to their identity, and that I think is and why is that? Well, and that is the other other thing because you know uh, the the one if I there think there is of no most race. Why would you be threatened? Right. Well, the one I think of most immediately is is is. Ben Shapiro, because he's always like, I want to debate people. AOC, debate me, you know, and it, it almost reads to me like he's like, oh, pretty girl noticed me, but whatever. Um, <clears throat> there may be some of that. Maybe. Yeah. But it's people will talk about that as a debate, but it's not actually a discussion, an attempt to sort of examine issues and, you know, examine our thinking and the underpinning of it and maybe come to a better understanding. It's not about working out the ideas. Uh, between us, it's about basically let's have a fight, but instead of you know arm wrestling or punching each other, we're just going to talk at each other yeah. and we're going to yell, and whoever yells best wins. And there are all kinds of things that make sense in a shouting match. You know, I I just th say lots of things and I throw ideas out there and I you know like just play try to play gotcha games or whatever. There's all kinds of uh, tactics and approaches that are appropriate for that kind of a fight, but that aren't actually helpful for coming to a better understanding. But we might call all of that, well, we're just having a debate. We're having a discussion. We're having an argument. It's like, that's, that's not how it works. And, and, and so, yeah, I, I, I think that that's what you mean when you say, as you, as you point out, like, well, if, if what you're talking about really plays a lot into my identity, then, or, you know, it's like, I think of myself as a good person and, uh, you know, racism is bad. So if like in some way I'm a racist, that means I'm bad, but I'm a good person. So I don't like that. So I'm going to push back strongly against any sort of way of evaluating the world that might sort of, might sort of lead me to think, oh, I've just been racist. Well, and sometimes um, <clears throat> folks in the political realm will start a sentence with, how could you possibly s support that idiot or something like that? Yes. It's very provocative and then the person can't really respond. I grew up at a time I do it because I'm stupid. When um, I lived in Florida as a as a, uh, a young college grad 
finding my way. Um, yeah, you were wrestling gators, right? Yeah, yeah, I was a gator wrestler. Um, they, um, the thing you would do in Florida, and I believe it's still true, is if you were in a bar and you wanted to fight, you yeah. just you just put a glass upside down on your table, and what? And and people would fight you. I'm mostly men, but. Huh. That that that's the thing, and I was talking to a young uh, an empty guy. glass or a full glass. Oh no, empty. You just turn it over and put it like that, and that means that you're up for a up really? for a fisticuffs. But so, um, well, you know, it was like before spring break really had taken off in Fort Lauderdale, so it was huh. a lot of rednecks and anyway, and then a lot of college students like me. It sounds like, like the sort of little coding and signaling people would do as part of the gay subculture. Like, you know, like, yeah. like, Oh well, no, these were straight. I, um, I know, but I mean bars. like, you know, wear your wristwatch this way to indicate yeah. that like, Hey, you know, I'd be interested in this or meeting that. a handsome young man or whatever. You yeah. Know? So I was talking to one of the young men that I work with and it was interesting because he is still young enough that he goes to bars and sometimes gets into fights and things. And he was sort of wow. amazed by that. And I said, I don't know if it still works. You you could try it and see if, you know, yeah. people pick up on the signal. But that was, and you know, they get in, people get into tussles and get thrown out of the bars. That was just a thing that people did. And so in some ways it's sort of a funny time because we're saying we want to debate and we want to be civil. And then we turn the glass over and wait for you to throw a punch, you right. know, kind of it. And it's a very, it, it's like our signals are getting mixed here somehow. I, anyway, I just thought that was interesting because I just had that conversation with the young fellow today sure. about what used to go well, on th- in Florida. I think, well, people have discussions for different reasons. And I, I think one of the things that I, of course, as a, as a, you know, country club lefty and Democrat and whatnot, just constantly hate about Fox News um, and I'm not the only one who thinks that I'm just trying to be self-deprecating or whatever, but I, I just, it's, it's the way in which, uh, you know, someone like Tucker Carlson would be like, I'm just asking questions. And it's like, yes, but, uh, you're not actually stopping to unpack what's in your question, much less listen for answers, you know, like, is it so wrong? You know, like, what, what, what if people are upset that, you know, the character of their community is changing without, you know, them getting a vote on it without, you know, whether or not they want it to or not. And it's like, oh, so you're upset that people are moving to your town? Like, wh- why do you get to be upset about that? You everybody, know? everybody gets upset about that, though, right. if the truth be told. I- <laughs> there was there, these locals coming in where they're, yeah. Well, no, and I, I, when I look I at- don't want... I don't want a wind farm in my view. Yeah. I don't want a wind farm on the Cape. Well, because the- I, I want to ha- see the sunset without the windmills yeah. on the horizon. Yeah. Well, and I lived up in the hill towns for a little while in a lovely mm-hmm. country estate. And um, one town over, everybody was all up in arms because, quote, the Mennonites were moving into town and now they had the town's a very small town next to Cummington mm-hmm. where they were moving and they were very soon going to have enough votes. But it was sort of like people had discovered it was a really nice place to live. They'd invited all their friends who happened to be the same religion. And I was just amazed at the discussion mm-hmm. about, have you heard the Mennonites are coming Is that like code or something? No, they're religious. They're actually Mennonites. They were yeah. actually Mennonites who were moving to this small town, which will remain unnamed. And Ooh. when I lived in Belmont, it was a huge <laughs> deal. You know, sort of the secret was that all the Mormons lived there. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it was a great town and it was very well run and a lot of things went really well. And, you know, we were on committees and commissions with everyone and it was just, but every once in a while you'd hear this kind of snarky, you know, 
be care. You know, this why Belmont is dry, right? Well, sure. There were a lot of Massachusetts towns that were dry. It was dry long before the Mormons arrived to Belmont. But you know, it's that kind of you start to create a stereotype, and then you and then you do something with that. And I think that's what John was saying was that it's a constructed thing. You know, race is just as constructed as some other things. You you can start to, you know make people other and then go from there. So it happens with religions and it happens with socioeconomic status and it well, all, all, happens with people that live on the other side of the tracks. And But also, like, even if one is born into a Mormon family, like your parents and siblings are all Mormons, being a Mormon is still something one chooses. You know, like, you know, you grow up and you're like, I don't want to be a Mormon anymore. This is dumb. You know, well, I like I like getting drunk and having coffee cups and things well, like that. Well, think what you just so, said, because if that's true, if race isn't a thing, that it's a social construct, that people in the same family do tend to have some of the same cultural I I things. don't disagree. Like, I grew up in uh, an Episcopalian, so, like, there's a certain amount of, you know, the, the way I think about the world is sort of shaped by having grown up as Which you as can change and, and grow out of, but right. it's, if but it's also, a I'm culture not, and not a genetics. I'm not part of the Episcopal Church. Like... I'm not a communicant. I'm not a Christian anymore because I'm not interested in that. I'm Baptized. confused. I'm confused. Um, are you are you comparing being in a religion to being in a, a like being of a certain race? No, I'm attacking your premise, which is that if it if race is not a thing, and it's a constructed culture, it's yeah. constructed. It's yeah. not a biological thing. It's that's a, what I'm arguing, okay. and that's that's what I'm saying. And it's not that you necessarily choose it either. I'm saying that's a that's a slippery slope too, because you know, lots of folks have um over their lifetime disguised their actual heritage and culture in order to not be harassed. So I'm just saying that it's it's you have to be a little careful with those terms. But the 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 what terms the logic of racism is like, yeah, but you know, race is real. And you know, if you're white, you're always white. And if you're black, you're always black. You know, whereas like, yeah, you can be, you could be raised a Catholic and convert to being a Lutheran. That's fine. You know, and if people understand that. And, if and, you're, and see that. if you're Jewish and you know, you're circumcised, then, you know, it's very hard to disguise your heritage. Yes, uh, it is. Yeah. You wear pants. Yeah. Well, Men, men in in bathrooms often. Then you wear. I mean, no. Yeah. I mean, well, not to be overly personal, but I'm not Jewish and never have been. But as a young adult male born, you know, a, a male born in 1970, guess what? I'm yeah, because it was just, yeah, it was that was the, the standard practice. Darn it, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll Here, go home now. This is the TMI. I mean, here's the here's the thing. Um, be like, I am black. I cannot do anything about that. This is who I am. And when you when we talk about race not being a thing, we are talking about it being a biological indicator of things. Just because I have darker skin doesn't mean that I am better at basketball. Or or like Charles Murray and Hernstein in their book, The Bell Curve. It's like, just because Jarvis Black doesn't mean like, well, you know, you probably got a lower IQ than Mike, who's yeah. got white skin. It's like, I was no. I was going for something more like, it'd be, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it doesn't matter. It like, um, like, I am not. Uh, but the cultural construct is that someone will try to think that exactly. about you. Exactly. Yes. And use that. I'm not disagreeing to, with you. Yeah. yeah. And use that to um, 
and and it since it has been because of slavery because slavery involved just people's darker skin because jim crow and all of these laws and all these cultural all this cultural baggage just because of the way that i look uh and and all that comes with that for example if i had like there there were court there are court cases and laws that we have to write so black people can have certain hairstyles. Oh, I know that's so amazing that's to me. Dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 and the poor wrestler that they made him cut his locks. I mean, that coach should have gone to jail for that. There yeah. was a there was yeah, someone that worked just worked yeah. in a jiffy lube. This guy yeah. just worked worked in a jiffy lube. He got fired because he wouldn't cut his locks. That those can be religious significance for some people and it, the, but the thing is that there are there are so many ways that this our culture That's i'm not gonna i'm just not ways. i'm not gonna just say this country but our culture yeah there are so many ways that belittle and put me as a as a black person uh on on like my back foot i can't because it's just built that way so when we talk about critical race theory I hate using buzzwords. I really do. But that's what it's called. When we're talking about critical race theory, that is the study of that. Yeah. And it is the study of, well, if slavery happened and this is how the America was built around the concept of slavery, then we ended slavery. That means that those laws and those cultural concepts didn't just leave. So then, I mean, if like, would someone be mad about saying critical sexuality um theory i'm sure plenty of people would i mean that's the same thing like you can't change that you can't like if if i'm if i'm gay then i'm gay that's it that's it and on, <laughs> the funny thing is i said that and i immediately thought i should say but i'm not that that's weird that it's a that's cultural, cultural cares yeah that is a no, cultural but that's thing your, yep yep because yes. As a man who grew up in the 80s and 90s, that is drilled into my head that if someone thinks that I'm gay, that, is a, that, is, a, that is a negative thing. That's dumb. And you also got drilled in that that's dumb to feel that way. So you corrected yourself because... You know. Well, no, that that's not drilled in. That's like something I've learned that it's not... That is... I don't have to do that. And there are things that I have... I have to struggle with every single day because of the culture Some that I grew up in. Exactly. Right. That was right. a reflex. Yeah. Right. So when we're talking about um and plus critical race theory is is uh, is is like like this hoity-toity ac academic like theory. It's just a way of looking at studying things. Which has been around since the 70s, 70, I think. early 70s. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's just so about 50 years. About the same, yeah. same time as me. The the people are using the the term critical race theory in a provocative in, way. In a provocative way. Yeah. yeah. And this is something that um conservatives do. They take terms that aren't real are kind of benign and use them as cudgels. That's that is a Defund the police. Yeah, exactly. There are things like, and we're good at it too. The pro aren't we? I mean, the other <laughs> thing is that when you look, when you listen to like liberals or, or like progressives or whatever, like people far left, we make up like we take terms that we think, oh, yeah, this is what it is, 
And then when someone says, oh, is it like this? There are a lot of people like, no, this is what it means. And they then the battle's it, on. It, it, it goes on. In fact, you can if you told me something and then I intentionally misunderstood what it meant. I would get mad. And it would make you mad. Yeah. And, and people, people do that. I hate that. Yeah. yeah. Just in general, I hate that. Like if you if I say like this is what this is, X means Y and then you say, but I thought X means Z. And I'm like. No, X means Y. Then you say, "Well, you can't tell me what." Then, then I'm just going to fight you on it yeah. because yeah. there's facts. <sighs> but when we're talking, but just bringing it back, when we're talking about critical race theory, we're talking about studying how the country is built around white supremacy, how uh, how our legal system is built on on top of a foundation that was that was white supremacy. And no matter how many laws that we try to write to repair this house, like I was, I always think about like the country or like legal system as a house, the house, we try to fix the house. The, the foundation is rotten, rotten. It's cracked. It's leaking. It's done. You need And the, and what you need to do is look at the foundation and not just what is built on top of it. Right. It's to use another another term because I'm watching like a ton of law and order. It's fruit. It's fruit from the poisonous tree. Yeah. Fruit of and the you, poisonous yeah, tree. Yeah. You need yeah. to you need to think about where this stuff comes from, and that's what critical race theory is. It is the study of that and the discussion of that. Roots. The way that we the way that it is usually taught is isn't through bare facts and just a textbook with a list of things it is there is a notion of storytelling involved in it which a lot of people don't like because they say oh well you're you're weaving in a narrative which means it's not really education even, even though i gotta say as a actual case. person with a master's degree in history uh weaving narratives is the essence of doing history. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's yeah. Just, you know, but when but when you try to apply it to like to uh, legend and stories. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. exactly what um, they do. To, and to carry this is a this is culture. a this is coming from a tradition of uh um v verbal his history. Like um I can't remember oral history. Oral yeah. history, yeah. That is that is coming from a tradition of that. So that but it's weird to people to think that. It's odd. And the and that's kind of where there's a hitch. Well, and I think critical race theory is is important and useful because, for example, in the United States, if you say I were to open a business uh, and decide to hire people to work at that business, and I decided that I was going to pay you know people less if they were had darker skin or were women, you know, like just because they've got darker skin or because, because they're women. Right. Well, well, it's one thing to say, I, you know, I choose to do this and this is explicitly why I'm doing this. Like that's against the law. I can't pay, you know, uh, uh, you know, a woman less than a man just because it's a woman. But on the other hand, we still have the problem of, we still have a gender and racial pay gap. It's like the law says, the, the law forbids us to, to, to actively do that, to make that our policy but it's still in a thing that happens in effect and critical race theory is saying well like let's look at this like what are the what are the things that we're not considering or the the, the factors we're not looking at 
that lead us to think, oh yeah, well that's fine or whatever, you know, and, and not really examine, wait, why are we paying, you know, uh, Mike more than Sue? What's the point of that? Like, why is he, you know, what, what's better about his work than hers? I mean, if anything, she works harder and she knows way more about these computers than Mike does. I mean, he should be paying less, well, in, you know, because he's got less skill. In know? Boston, there was actually a group of the insurance companies, the universities that got together. That's what started 9 to 5 because they were setting the rates for secretaries and they were holding the rates down, which is why. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. There was a huge, um, what do you call it when they collude? They caught them colluding. A cartel? Yeah, it was, but it was all the major businesses and universities in Boston, and they had they found memos. Well, they, they, they a secretary sent the memo to the EEOC, who I, didn't exist yet, but yeah. I, I think they call it a criminal conspiracy, actually. <laughs> yeah, they were just trying to make sure that nobody bumped the rates. But I wanted to go back to yeah, that the, yeah. the fact of laws, mm-hmm. and then the change doesn't happen because I think Juneteenth is such a perfect example of that. Which is tomorrow as we record this. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but yeah. celebrated today, actually, by the feds. Yeah. Yeah. Although yeah. most of the banks didn't close, but the federal offices, I guess, closed. But they, um, you know, obviously the Emancipation Proclamation happened. And then two years later, the guys in Galveston were told, oh, by the way, you're free, right? Two years later. Yeah. And that's a perfect example of how the law, you know, with the best of intentions, still people slow walked it. I mean, yeah. there's there's also the well, fact that war, the, uh, you know. <laughs> the Emancipation Proclamation wasn't really the best of intentions, but hey. Well, but I'm saying the intention, the legal intention to yeah. emancipate. It, this is a this is a good uh, this is also a good thing. Just talking about Juneteenth because you might have heard me say, "Yeah, it's Juneteenth tomorrow." I'm not I'm not like overly excited about it. Well, I think you're it's, celebrating the fact that it was. Uh, you know, no, that's not why. The well, the, no, I meant it's 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 rude because it's celebrating the fact that it was held from people. It was no, held from them. It's good. No, 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 no. It's good to celebrate that. It's good because this is is the end of slavery. That's the that's the whole point. This is the official, which, which end is of absolutely a good thing. <laughs> the thing is that when we like the the Democrats like wrote this law, now it's a federal holiday. Okay, so that's nice. Can Where's I, the one for the Indians? What about the Indians? I well, that, that's not my point. Like oh, my sorry. point is like thank thanks. Can can we change? the police no i get a federal holiday cool you know it's like like, like can we stop suppression of black voters no one day a year yeah Yeah. can we can we can we get the for the people act through no no oh i get a holiday that's cool and now all the now it's i was just talking uh in a in a let's say a chat room um on like my friends on discord i'm in a uh a black only um, discord server where we talk about stuff and people are like it's kind of it's it's kind of weird that this year white people like know all about juneteenth well you know <laughs> you know why it's been all over the news the woman who was burned out of her house in i forget what town it was in mm-hmm. um tulsa 50 no not tulsa it um she's the she's actually the one that's been driving the push for june Juneteenth. Oh, okay. And she and her family were burned out of a house they moved in and a week later they were run out of the house by the neighbors and their house was burned. And she has spent her whole life pushing for Juneteenth, although she never talks about her sort of start, but the day they were burned out of their house was actually Juneteenth when she was yeah. 12. Mm-hmm. So there's there's 
people that pushed for this because of their life's work and their life's experience. That's not really why a lot of white people know about this now. Well, no, she she was the one who kept bringing it to Obama and to um, Biden, who finally yeah. signed it two the, days ago. I mean, that and Obama should have actually. Yeah, um, my my point is isn't that there are people that have been pushing this. My mm -hmm. point is that culturally, the reason that so many people know about this is because of all the protests over the last year, all the people that are talking about critical race theory, all the people talking about like what's going on, and just like Pride Month, I'm afraid that this is going to start getting overrun by white people being very well meaning. Yeah. Um and. Allies, yeah, ally, quote unquote allies. Are are there going to be Juneteenth mattress sales? Of course. Are there going to be <laughs> uh, people that like companies changing their logos? Like instead of putting it on a rainbow, it's like a black fist or something. What's going on there? Actually, that's already happened. The San Jose Sharks hockey team actually posted an image to their Twitter account. <sighs> Great about that's cool. I mean, the like Let the co op last thing. Begin. Last thing I'll say is that. Um, because I've been talking a lot about this, but um, the last thing I'll say is there is there is the fact that if you see multi million dollar companies supporting Pride or supporting uh, um, Black Lives Matter or supporting these these cultural shifts, that means that they think this is the way to make money. So they so they spend a lot of time and a lot of money trying to read the tea leaves of what what is going to come up next so they can get ahead of it and so they can sell shoes or well whatever. they want to be in the front of the parade. Exactly. Yeah. If you and they or that certainly means, on the float. Well that means that they think the parade should happen. Yes. That means that no, not should. That thing that means they think the parade is going to happen. So that's good. Uh, yeah. You know, like if if Nike's putting um, Kaepernick on on their on their commercials, even though like all these people are mad, that means they think these mad people are not going to be their the majority, the majority. And we're going to sell more shoes because he he's there. So this this is signifying a shift a a good shift. The problem is that I'm going to be straight with you guys. The problem is with when white people get really into something, then they start to take it over. And I they, feel the same way about men. Yeah. Yeah. We, we suck that way. Yeah. <laughs> they, and they like, there's, I'm really afraid about like culture appropriation. That's, that's basically, but to wrap it up, critical race theory or just studying how, the country is is built on a foundation of white supremacy is not a bad thing. It's not saying that the country is evil or something. It's saying that the country is flawed. And if we study it, then we can figure out how to not make it flawed. Yes, we can. Well, as President Biden said a couple of weeks ago at the, his speech in Tulsa, you know, America is a great nation, but what Part of what makes a great nation is a great nation faces its dark its dark side. Exactly. It considers its flaws, and it's only by, you know, engaging with and and looking honestly at what's happened that we can start to make changes and become, you know, and become better. Hey, you don't want to knock down the house? Cool. Just we need to put some struts on uh, up on the in the basement. Something. 
Yeah. Well, we do need to, we, we've got a little past the halfway part, part of the show. So we're going to take a, <clears throat> a short break here, play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs. And then we'll be back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. So don't go away. We'll be right back. As the COVID-19 vaccines become available, you might be asking yourself, should I get it? And if I do, will I be able to go about life without putting my family at risk? You've got questions and that's normal. The fact is, the vaccines are safe and effective. They're going to save lives. To get the latest on the COVID-19 vaccines, visit GetVaccineAnswers.org. Because getting back to the moments we miss starts with getting informed. It's up to you. Forbes Library is Northampton's public library with an amazing circulating collection of over 325,000 items, including bestsellers, recent releases, tons of movies, large print books, e-books, audiobooks, and an extensive collection for kids and teens featuring board books, picture books, chapter books, and graphic novels. The library even has musical instruments that you can borrow. You can search the library's catalog online at ForbesLibrary.org, and while you're there, you can request a card and place items on hold. The library's website is also a great place to find out about upcoming programs and events which are always free and open to the public. We have story times, book clubs for kids, teens, and adults, poetry discussions, film discussions, author talks, concerts, movies for grown-ups, and so much more. Visit ForbesLibrary.org for more information and like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to keep up with all the latest happenings. It's your library. Make the most of it. Hey, Mom, how about this game? What's it rated? Uh, let's see. T for teen with violence and suggestive themes? Uh, no. Video games are fun, but not all games are right for all players. Look for the rating symbol and content descriptors and read the rating summaries that tell you what's actually in the game. <sighs> this one better? Oh, much. For more information about ratings and rating summaries, visit ESRB.org. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical courses off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM, out of Northampton, Massachusetts. And uh, pivoting a little, well, actually, maybe a lot, I don't know, but pivoting to a different, but I, I think there's underlying connections Healthcare? issue. <laughs> well, uh, uh, the Supreme Court uh, this week ruled nine to nothing. So, Seven to two. Uh, which I, I found really surprising, and I, I guess I don't know understand what's going on here. So be I think John might have some information for us. But the Supreme Court ruled uh nine to nothing that a uh ordinance in the city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Oh, you're going back to the sorry, I thought you were on health care. That's why I said seven to two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, oh. they they upheld Obamacare is is a thing that can happen. Yeah. Um but I that that was not a surprise. That that only the most bad faith reading, I think, could have you know, flipped things after the, the Supreme Court had already considered the issue twice. But um, yeah, the uh, the city of Philadelphia uh, had an ordinance that forbade uh, uh, 
I, I don't know the exact phrasing, they but basically a, they prevented have a, a Catholic adoption organization from not allowing gay couples to adopt. And Philadelphia said, you can't do that. And the Supreme Court, for some reason, has ruled nine to nothing that they can't. But the the issue the issue at hand here, and this is I'm not law guy number a thousand, <laughs> but um, the issue at hand here was a city ordinance from from Philadelphia that that was said that you can't be discriminatory. There's it's anti discriminatory law basically, and the way that the law was written, the way the ordinance was written, because it's a city thing. So the way an ordinance was written was uh, they said that if you participate in city functions. Uh, um, if I'm getting this right, that means that you you fall under this anti-discrimination thing, and that means that you, uh, and that means uh, you can't discriminate when you're placing kids in adoption. Right. When the so they said that, then um, the the Catholic Social Services um, that was part of the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, they sued saying. No, we can't give us the religious like let us be a part of this. Like we can just we should be able to place children. This is our this is how we are practicing our belief. They go to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court says, no, you can do that because it's not it doesn't fall under the anti-discrimination ordinance of the city because that covers functions uh, and, and things that are readily available to the public. So a general thing. This is very specific. It's can can you participate in the process of adoption? That is not readily available to everybody. Therefore, it doesn't fall under the ordinance. So Do, it's a very technical, very narrow, very narrow, narrow, like narrow. targeted yeah. decision. Because Mass those, had the opposite decision that yeah, actually yeah. they did take on the Catholic yeah. Church. The problem about. is Do, that do those Boston, Catholic charities or organizations, are they getting public money? To do this, I don't know because but that to Catholic me, charities does actually. Be, well, but I mean, like the the specific Catholic social the, the, the organization that's challenged this law in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Like, if they're getting public money, I would be I, I would be really upset because like that's that's absolutely like you know establishment clause violation. Yeah, but money is fungible, and in Boston with Catholic charities, they also do all the um, uh, home daycare stuff. You know, which is a sliding scale, and people get special dispensation the state's involved and they actually pay a piece of it here so i would be surprised if catholic charities of philadelphia didn't also get uh, well, all pennsylvania right. money sure money is fungible but then you get the hyde amendment saying like we'll pay for any kind of health care <laughs> except an abortion and it's like okay but you know like we're still giving all this money to, to planned parenthood so yeah you know well, I'm using the reverse case that, in fact, you know, gay people should be able to adopt and Catholic charities shouldn't be able to discriminate. I, agree. I completely so, agree. Yeah. So I was making the reverse argument that, yes, in this case, they they probably do get public money. And yes, I would have. But, you know, the Supreme Court, it's a very technical argument. I think that's what John was saying, yeah. that it's very specific to this ordinance that wasn't written in such a way that it actually could be applied to them. Well, all right. I mean, certainly if the Supreme Court's saying like, you, you wrote a, you wrote the law badly, you got to fix it if you want to accomplish X, Y, or Z. Yeah. All right. I, I, maybe yeah. that's what it is. I that think is, so, that is you exactly said, what it is. Yeah, because so. I saw, I, I was confused and didn't have enough time to really research it. So that explains a lot. Yeah, it's, it, it, I mean, it's nine, um, it's it was nine zero, which yeah. which really you can you can really tell like the, and there were there were some opinions written that that were like yeah we we you know like 
we got to do this. You know, it's just like, that's how it works. Yeah. But, um, if you follow the law, this is, yeah, this is, this is our reading of the, of the yeah. ordinance. So now you can do foster care. Go, you know, go with God. <laughs> um, sorry. I'm not sorry. Uh, <laughs> the, um, but really when people are talking about it, it's, it's more of a, like a religious freedom kind of thing because they did say it was because of the, first amendment this is a free practice of a religion the and the um decision that governed that this there's a decision in the 90s i think 1990 i forget what the name is but it said that uh you can only write laws that affect the um the practice of religion if they basically if they're like needed and makes sense like yeah, the you, state I, has an interest yeah if you but you can't the big thing is you can't write laws uh about the practice of religion uh in in a way that is targeted or something that you oh, want to stop like when they i forget which state I it, think was. it was a uh, in florida yeah where they um they wouldn't uh they wouldn't allow because the, the i thought it was a big city where they Hialeah, i think it was new Santeria. york I think it was New oh, York yeah. where they um they were they were changing how you could congregate and it was different for a restaurant than it was for a church yeah. and they could prove that it was discriminatory to the church because it was more mean to the church than it was to the other organizations that were under the law so yeah so you can't target a, a religious and I was surprised yeah. by that but it was the same argument it was This is a um I don't know if it's the same argument, but the, this, this, uh, the thing that I'm talking about is the, um, there was a case where someone got fired because they were using peyote, but peyote is part of their religion. Oh, that's an old, old one. That's an Indian. That's, that was 1990. Yeah. That's, and the, the reason I bring that up is that Alito, yep. Alito, I, Alito, I keep, I keep, I keep thinking like, I keep forgetting which, like Alito or Scalia. I could keep messing them up. They called them Scalito because they were so alike. This is why I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, they called them Scalito. Uh, Alito but Alito actually Scalito. said in his in in his opinion that, uh, or he said that because of this, he wants to he would like to re-examine that that previous case. So. Oh, is, so Alito might be coming out in favor of peyote use. Is, yeah, exactly. That'd be interesting. Uh, no, he, I mean because this is because that case allowed the state stepped to, over to, to religious. Uh, yeah, um, that like, that allowed policing. the state to uh, to limit some practices that could be involved with religion, and so it li limits religious freedom, quote unquote. So he he's really into religious freedom. He wants to re-examine that. I don't know if that's going to happen, but that is this is opening the door. And it's very interesting because if you think about peyote and those practices, they don't really hurt anyone. So it's why does the state have an interest? That's kind of yeah. the argument. It, it was it, it's yeah. it's it was a drug use in in the workplace thing. Like you were taking illicit drugs, quote unquote, again and. And now we're going to fire you because you're yeah. high. You got high on the weekend, basically. Yeah. That was the thing. It was the 90s and stuff. Yeah. Well, and don't um, forget the whole point it was of Indians. the war on drugs originally. Exactly. As, as you know, as conceived in the 1970s during <laughs> Nixon's no. presidency was all about like driving a wedge between, you know, white liberals and and yeah. and. and and black people who upset about well, you know, peyote, racism. Well, peyote was an Indian practice, so that yeah, too, but it yeah. was but in yes, Arizona. There's, yeah. there's, 
apparently there's there's a sort of a, a complex interplay of racism that affects sometimes black people and sometimes Native Americans and what? Spanish and yeah, yeah. yeah. No, what? And always women. What? No. And and and, and women good. for sure. Anyway, uh, so that was that. Very it, it's a very specific. Like this isn't a now. Catholic agencies can do whatever they want. No, it's like in this city, they wrote this ordinance. It said this, it they were flawed. wrong yeah. and this suit is going forward. So that's, that's what that is. Um, it's, it, 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 it I don't like it because I don't like, like them doing that, but that is their religious practice. And it doesn't mean in that city that no gay people can have kids can adopt or, or foster kids that means the people that if they go through this agency they can say no if they go through another agency then then you know well and here's the problem from my perspective and it's, yeah. the, it's the kiddos because the kids that are up for adoption and are being handled by catholic charities will never have gay parents yep and that's the that's the, that's really who's getting the brunt of this. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and, and it limits the pool of parents that the that the Catholic and they used uh, to do that with do, quote can, race. Yeah, I, I remember very well when they wouldn't place race. It, you a, can say race. You don't have to say quote race. It's race. It's, it's yeah, fine. but when you wouldn't you wouldn't put a black kid with a white parents well, or vice versa, and they wouldn't when I was mm -hmm. young. And it's absolutely uh, it is an infringement on the rights of uh, you know gay couples or any kind of queer couple to adopt because they, you know, like maybe they can't get act. Maybe there aren't enough, you know, slots with the other agencies to allow them to adopt. Yeah. Yeah. And I was looking at it from the perspective of the child well, missing out. Well, well too. yeah. Anytime there's like fights over this thing, the child are always get screwed. Yeah. Well, um, and can I also just, can I also just sort of point to the, you know, the, the huge elephant in the room here, like specifically in Pennsylvania, where there have been numerous court cases, you know, detailing the systemic abuse of children by priests in the Catholic Church in that state. How is any kind of Catholic organization allowed to have anything to do with childcare? Well, like there's an uh, there's been an ongoing criminal conspiracy for decades to perpetrate and conceal child abuse in 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 Pennsylvania by the Catholic Church. It's just it's a fact. Can I point something out? The Catholic Charities is actually a separate entity from the Catholic Church. And, and yet they're still following Catholic doctrine. And it's generally run by nuns. Who are still part of the Catholic Church. I'm just saying that, and it's usually sort of off on a wing, and the Catholic Church always tries to take their money. Sure. This is, yeah. this is Catholic Social Services, an organization affiliated with the archdiocese oh. it's not a wing it I bet is you a, a dollar it's nuns yeah it, it's women. well it's yeah i i don't know but it's not like it is it's it's affiliated with the with the archdiocese of philadelphia i think we we, we don't have a lot of time oh my we should goodness. we should go to the um Obama to the Care? other case that that is interesting as well if that's all right sure go ahead um the oh uh there were a few states i think they were mostly southern states that brought a suit to they're all controlled by republicans 14 yeah. or 15 states State government, yeah. Yeah. The, in this case it was like five or six um the i i can reread no it. no that's cool yeah uh but um the so to back up obamacare had the uh individual mandate that means you had to have insurance or else you would have to pay like 700 bucks in your taxes every year. There was a tax penalty. Yeah, yeah there was a tax penalty if you didn't have And it changed over the insurance. years. There was a case 
that or there was a case that got brought that said uh that that a lot of states brought that said like no you can't do this because you can't you can't force people to buy something that was the original ruling about this about the uh, the yes. affordable care act and justice roberts wrote the opinion where he said look maybe it's this doesn't uh, maybe the interstate commerce ap- approach doesn't apply here you know cuz we we conservatives hate that but uh this absolutely is a tax so it's exactly. got to be okay because Congress can levy taxes. Then Congress wrote a law reducing that tax to zero. Yes. So then now this case is the state saying, well, if it's zero, then why is it there? Why is it a tax? Why, not why a t- is there an individual right. There's no longer a tax, so therefore there's no longer... The whole bill is invalid. The whole right. law is invalid. Seven to two. Do you know why it, it um, Obamacare is still around? Uh, this is fun. Yeah, go ahead. That's they the the Supreme Court said that the states don't have standing. Pushed it back. Oh, that's right. It nice. was a technicality. Yeah. That's right. I <laughs> they can't that. do that. Yes. They're like, what are you doing? You can't be here. Yep. Go away. That's that's what it is. It's like, how did they do that audit in Arizona? I don't think those people should oh, have had standing. God, that yeah. All those all that they that information. Not a lawsuit. Yeah. All that, that information and the ca- the recounts that they're oh. doing are moving. Oh, Hundreds of moved, miles away. Yeah, they yeah. moved to some secure, guy's house. Yeah, exactly, to some guy's <laughs> property. Well, insane. It's insane. What that, are you doing? That, Arizona's a shame. That wasn't the result of a lawsuit. That was no, there's the a lawsuit against it. Well, right, but the Republican-controlled <laughs> yeah. state legislature voted to, to allow it to, to do that to, to hire yeah. the these the cyber ninjas or whatever they're called. You know these these. It these was one guy goofballs from Florida with no to, offices, right? Yeah, and a PO box at UPS or mailboxes or us or right. Yeah, exactly. So it's a totally it's a it's a totally different thing. Um, yeah, it's it's not like they want a lawsuit that to allow them to to do this uh, recount. And I I gotta say I'm uh, I I don't know if uh, how it'll play out and how standing works and whatnot. So I could I can totally see the well the argument that like well the state legislature gets to decide how it handles its own election elections and so forth. But I think citizens of Arizona might have standing to say, but this is, we've already done this and we've already What about all the stuff. bidding laws around how you have to get three bids and yeah. all that stuff? Yeah. It has to be responsive. Right. Uh, very quickly. Um, the, uh, so that's the Affordable Care Act. The other rulings were... Um, and there are a couple more next week, The right? lawsuit oh, yeah. against Nestle and Cargill... For allegedly aiding child slavery abroad. Oh, great! This is this is this is interesting, but it, we we don't have a lot of time. But uh, basically, there are there are a few people in Ivory Coast that sued Nestle and Cargill uh, in in the United States because they're they're oh, foreign brilliant. citizens. They're yeah. Yeah, under a, a a law that was from the eighteen hundreds. Um. And the Supreme Court said this is a this this law only applies to like piracy and and stuff. You can't do this. So it's so Nestle is really happy about that. Um, there Got was thrown out, huh? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. I was hoping for a happy ending. Uh, and there was one about uh someone. It was there was one that I can't I can't remember what it's very there were a lot of technicalities yeah. in this uh in this session. Um but there are some 
But no abortion ones, huh? So far. Not yet. Not yet. Well, I think it's something we should probably uh, uh, pick up and, and look at more next week. But uh, I hear the music, so I think, uh, once again, we've somehow run out of the clock. Time passes? Yes. What? Apparently it what? does. <laughs> Somebody should, uh, I don't know, put a clock on the wall or something. <laughs> anyway, we are gonna gonna, gonna wrap up here, but um, I don't know. I think there's definitely more that we can say about not only what the Supreme Court is doing, but also more about the discussion about uh, race and racism and, and its history in America. Uh, there's there's fertile ground there for for an actual discussion. <laughs> might be uh, might be interesting to sort of try and um, unpack what the non-bad faith arguments are about you know over that so i see you nodding sue so that's good <laughs> but it's not a terrible idea <laughs> anyway uh, we're gonna wrap it up here on civil politics here on valley free radio so uh coming up next is subculture followed by uh, table of contents at 10 and okay asia at midnight and i think we've got some music repeats going into the wee small hours though i i'm not sure if they're still Drum and bass with DJ Fife and then Dark Wave. They might not be anymore. I forgot to check. But anyway, um, we certainly uh, encourage you to go to our website, civilpoliticsradio.com, and listen to previous episodes of the show and supplemental episodes. Uh, we're going to have a rebroadcast on Monday afternoon at 4, so listen to us all over again. And if you want to catch us on any of the podcast services, this episode's going to be uploaded in the wee hours of Monday morning. So that'll do it for now. Uh, this is uh, Michael Dowse, Sue Timberlake, and General Roberts saying thanks for listening to Civil Politics Tonight here on, Va- uh, on Valley Free Radio, and hope you'll join us again next week. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.